My story starts a bit like a weather chart, full of highs and lows. Mad, misfit, mercenary or missionary. She said to me, you are lucky. Our friends held us up as the perfect odd couple. I knew this guy was the devil. I had goosebumps running all down my body. And that was the point. That was the moment. Hello and welcome to Season 4 of Spun Stories Podcast. We're a live storytelling night in Darwin at the top end of Australia. My name's Jess Ong. When we left you at the end of Season 3, the build-up was well and truly upon us. Somehow, like every year, we managed to survive. Our commitment to Darwin, who was at her most intolerable, restless self, was rewarded with a cracker of a monsoon. We had entered delay the monsoon season on the calendar of the Larrakia, the traditional owners of the Darwin region. The rain started and for two weeks they didn't stop. We managed just 12 and a half hours of sunshine during that time, so you can imagine life was starting to get pretty manky. The gutters were gushing, overflowing with so much water, It started to rise through the concrete floor at my house, and yes, there are some drainage issues I need to work on there, but for two weeks we just bunkered down. Life stopped and only started when you really desperately needed it to. And it was a blissful reminder of why we moan through the build-up, but yet we still hang around, huffing and puffing, waiting for that moment where the cracks of thunder are so loud it rumbles something deep inside you where you're surprised by the rain on your lunch break and run like Usain Bolt across the road, head tucked down, focus on not stacking it and also not getting hit by a car. So we were actually meant to record this podcast a couple of weeks ago, but then we had a visit from Cyclone Marcus, a Category 2 system that swept through Darwin and saw thousands of huge trees get toppled their enormous root systems reaching into the sky. And as a result, 26,000 homes lost power, including that of our executive producer, Johanna Bell, and our podcast co-producer and sound editor, Rosa Ellen. But never fear, we battled through and now we're back. Pine Creek is a small town, around 220 kilometres south of Darwin. In the 2016 census, Pine Creek had a population of 328 residents, and one of those residents is Gay Lawrence. Now, before I get to the story, I need to describe Gay. She's an older woman, average height, and with a calm, approachable face and a demeanour that's friendly and warm. Gay's an artist and a milliner, and she's got a kicker of a laugh and is a real go-getter. She's one of those people who manages to have an air of both grace and toughness. Now, one morning, a wild animal paid Gay a visit on her rural property, and Gay found herself doing something she never thought she'd do. About 15 years ago, I woke up one Sunday morning to this terrifying animal scream. It woke me out of a sleep. I couldn't recognise the sound. I knew it wasn't a pig because they would squeal. And we had had goats and I knew the sound of a goat being attacked and it wasn't a goat. But it was up on top of the escarpment so I 
noted it and didn't really worry. Anyway, I got up and um, I was just about to get in the shower when my dog Brutus, who incidentally is 19 years old now, deaf and blind, Brutus was barking hysterically on the veranda. So I rush out there and he was facing off with this huge animal. It had claws about an inch long. It was taller than I was and it had shoulders on it like a man. And that was the animal that I'd heard because it was wounded. It was a rock wallaby, a wallaroo, sorry, and it had had its balls ripped off by dingoes. And it was trapped on my veranda by my dog. Now, my dog's a fox terrier and, <laughs> and I, tr- I, I don't know if anyone knows fox terriers, but you cannot call them off. I was screeching at him and trying to get, call him off so that the animal could escape off the veranda. Anyway, I picked up the broom and I threw it at the dog. He moved out of the road and it allowed the animal to escape out into the yard. But he pursued it vigorously and um, I ran after them, still trying to call him off all the time. And on the way I picked up the broom that I'd thrown and um, the next time they faced each other was in a half-built building and I got there just as the Wallaroo scooped Brutus up in its big muscular arms and I'd heard stories about these big animals that that could disembowel a dog and it was it was it was trying to you know it was a wounded animal it was trying to kill him so I had the broom in my hand and I went up behind him and I hit him on the head anyway he dropped the dog and then he spun around on his tail and reared up and fortunately for me, there was, it was a half-built building and there was building materials and there was a piece of form ply leaning up against a pole. And I just grabbed it and I hid behind it. And, and, I, and I felt like, you know, Tom and Jerry in a cartoon. You know, I was hoping that the animal didn't have the brains to peek around the corner and see me. Anyway, the dog kept barking at it and distracted it and um, took the attention away from me. So I took the opportunity to go over to the house and I got my 410 shotgun and I loaded it with a solid cartridge. I had some shot there but I knew that a shot wouldn't kill such a big animal. And by that time they'd sort of gravitated out under the lemon tree. I went up behind it and I'm not a very good shot I have to tell you. I'm not bad with a shotgun but not with a solid. So I went quite close behind it hoping to God that I wouldn't miss but I, by that time I was shaking and you know stressed out so I got very close to it and I shot it in the head and it dropped down dead at my feet and then I had this you know huge animal and I I was quite stressed and and I thought oh I have to tell someone so I rang Jack up and Jack's a friend of mine and he's a bushman and if I know anything about the bush and it's only because of Jack so I rang Jack up and he answered the phone I go oh Jack I've just killed this people you know stressing out and what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And he goes, um, well, you may as well get the tail off it <laughs> for the dogs. So I go, oh, okay, okay. So I go back over. Now, the, the butt of the tail is probably as big as my calf. You know, it's a big animal. So I managed to get the tail off. But then I still had this huge animal. It's probably weighing 60 kilos that I had to dispose of. So I thought, oh, well, I may as well, I may as well take the legs for the dog meat as well. <laughs> So I took the legs off and then I managed to manoeuvre the, the rest of the carcass to the back of the ute. 
covered in blood and gore I was. And then I, I thought, oh, I'll take it up to an old um, gravel pit up the road and let the crows and eagle hawks feast on it. And then I looked down at myself and I thought, oh, shit, I better put some clothes on first. Gay shared her story in 2016 when Spun headed down the track to Pine Creek's Gold Rush Festival. This episode featured sound editing by Rosa Ellen, music by Lajlo Hassani, story production by me, Jessong, and Johanna Bell, with funding support from Darwin International Airport. Thanks for listening. Listener.